Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Welcome, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hello. Hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us live or after the fact. Um, I'm really glad you're here. <laughs> we are. We're, we're just to, at the beginning of this. Let me at least uh, let everybody know we're closing in on our 100th episode that will be here Yay. in a month or so. Um, yes. we've, got, we've got a special program planned for you then. Yes. Uh, another quick reminder, for those of you listening, I invite everybody to uh, join, if you have not done so, our Facebook group already. Uh, it is the Keeping Your Shit Together Facebook group, and mm -hmm. periodically we will get on there and post things. I, uh, we certainly post things about the show, uh, and who knows, Michelle and I might pop in periodically and talk to you one-on-one -on -one so you get special you, access with us. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, I, I'm going to start the I'm going to start the show off today uh, with something that came to my attention that I have never seen before. And as uh, Michelle and I were connecting off air. And my audio was off. And her audio was off. I was spying on Michelle and I thought she was singing. <laughs> and then when she came on live i said what were you singing and she replied to me i was whispering to myself i was trying to concentrate and that's a tool i use to get something done when i'm in a time pressure i whisper to myself so or I, talk out loud and i was and <laughs> as we were progressing through that M michelle said something else and i thought she was talking to me uh, and, and this is the first time i recall ever being around anybody who talks to themselves. <laughs> and I, I just kind of wonder for all our listeners, do you, talk you, to do you talk to yourself or do you know anybody who talks out oh, loud to themselves? I see a head and, nod. And so Michelle, <laughs> what, what, is, what does talking out loud to yourself do? Well, for me, it helps me concentrate. And so if I'm especially in a time crunch or trying to get a lot of things done, it helps kind of tune out the excess noise and the distractors. I don't have attention deficit disorder by diagnosis, but I swear I may be like borderline clinical. I do get distracted by shiny objects and lots of things. And I can get, you know, it's why I overschedule myself and have too many projects going on. And the whole reason why 2022's year is wellness and healing and rest and balance and rejuvenation is I have to work on those things. Um, I, I'm a very busy human being. Most people would say that I'm busier than the average human being, except until I, or until I met Scott. And now that I have you in my life, Scott, I feel a little lazy and slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're one of those sluggards of the universe is what I call them. <laughs> but to most human beings I interact with, they're like, I don't know how you get so much done. And I don't. And part of it is I, I'm my own best friend, I think. 
So, well, and, and I think that's wonderful. So what <laughs> I wound up doing at the last minute, and Michelle will pardon me when I say this, <laughs> I went and looked up while Michelle and I were talking, is talking out loud to yourself a sign of mental illness? <laughs> <laughs> only to find out it is uh not only not it is perfectly normal it's actually something that happens quite Mm -hmm. common and Mm -hmm. i'm reading through some various Mm -hmm. sites right now is it's an aid in emotional control answer yes the 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 trick is between mental illness and healthy is does someone else answer back if if someone wait 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 i've got answers back that's but outside your body oh. and you're like, who, who's there? If you're seeing or hearing things that other people don't see or hear things, that's usually a sign of psychosis. You want to get some support right away oh, for that. Maybe we, should, maybe we should do a show one time on mm-hmm. the voices in my head. Oh, the voices in my head are, are there for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, by, and by the way, what we're talking about, I want to distinguish this <laughs> for everybody. Is that what we're talking about is the difference between, we all have self-talk. That's not what I'm referring to. We all have the scripting going on in our head. I'm referring to you're saying things out loud. Uh And again, I just have never been around that. Uh, And now I'm going to, having seen these studies, that... uh, If you do work with a gestalt therapist, which is like my subspecialty or a family systems, internal family systems therapist, which is something else I'm trained in, you begin to identify these roles of people in your head. So it it is all self-talk, but there it's like parts of you take on a characteristic. Like you might, I have an internal rebel. Most of us have an internal critic. Most of us have an internal cheerleader or nurturer that's often under under strengthened and underused. So strengthening the inner nurturer or inner cheerleader or coach is a huge part of good mental health. Yeah, and mine it, just talks out loud to me. It, it, well, I'll tell you what's, <laughs> interest, what's interesting as you say that is, um, how do I put this politely? Oh, hell, it's an explicit show. Uh, there, <laughs> you don't the, have to be polite. One, one of the few times that I express myself vocally out loud, whether there's anyone there or not. And that becomes the key oh. determiner, right? Oh, okay. Is, is let, let's just presume I'm out in Scotland Grove out in my hobby farm. Right. And I, <laughs> and I bang my thumb or here's, uh-huh. a better, here's a better one because it just happened. I was out rearranging the, the standing stones in my labyrinth and, and you know, they're, they're big. Yes. And when they fall on your foot, not so good. Not so good. I cuss up a storm out loud. Yes. I have the most foul mouth. See? And those and those people who coach with me know I'm pretty explicit and somewhat unguarded anyway, because it's just the way I me talk. Me too, yes. But, but it, when I get hurt, it's just a string of, I would put a sailor to shame words. <laughs> and it doesn't matter who's there. It doesn't uh-huh. matter who's not there. I uh-huh. say them out loud. Well, at one point I actually looked that up and saying things out loud when you're in a painful situation actually yeah. is a pain reduction tool. Yes. Yes. So I would presume See? that in normal everyday life, when, it can be a stress it, reducer. When mm-hmm. it talks about emotional regulation, talking out loud 
mm-hmm. um, to yourself, not to mm-hmm. others, talking out loud to yourself. <laughs> Actually, I can see that now that I say it can, can uh-huh. do that. So thank you for showing a part of yourself <laughs> I was not aware of. Before. I know I'm usually, I try to be very present. So, so I apologize that I wasn't super present. So you saw me trying to finish a multitask as we were connecting on audio. <laughs> and that's so what happened. Be, so before it we does get... drive my partner crazy when I do my little chatter out loud. And he's like, are you talking to me? Or are you talking to yourself? Like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, damn it. To put signs on you. <laughs> I know in or out. <laughs> I'm in or out. Yeah. Um, so anything you want to chat about before we uh, get started on a wonderful show today? Well, I think it's important to bring up the perfect timing of the topic of our show today. So if our show is aging gracefully, someone I know has a birthday tomorrow. Oh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you. You have a birthday. this, And I'm facing a big number this year. So from a personal standpoint, you know, those big round numbers that end with a zero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm facing one this year. (laughs) You know what? This brings up a good, an interesting way to segue into our show today. Mm -hmm. Um, Of all, I'm older than you, uh, of all the, just so everybody knows, I'm turning 64 tomorrow. Uh, And when isn't that a Beatles song? I don't mean to distract you, but like when I'm 64, like, will you still love me? Will you still need me when I'm 64? I probably have it wrong. because Well, not great, great, ly- great lyrics that I now want to think about. <laughs> Got it. Go look it up and Thanks play it for, for Carolyn. <laughs> um, did you have a particular birthday that was a, that was more challenging for you than others? Uh, childhood. All my challenging birthdays were in childhood. We, we moved multiple times right before my birthday. So I had no friends to celebrate with. Uh, my dad was a pastor. So many times my birthday landed on Easter and wasn't necessarily recognized. So in my probably mid twenties, I started slowly taking back my birthday and celebrating myself and kind of making sure I was doing things that I wanted to do on the day. And sometimes that's working and doing something at night, or sometimes it's taking a trip. Sometimes it's with people or alone, but I, the older I get, the younger I get. So the more I enjoy being very mindful. Very cool. By the way, I I want to just a quick annotation without taking away from the subject today. You, you, many of you may have noticed that Michelle said sometimes her birthday fell on Easter. And for those of you historically, and from a religious standpoint, you may not know this, but Easter doesn't, it's not like December 25th, Mm-mm. where every, every December 25th is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Easter couldn't happen without the last supper kind of right. historically duh. Right. <laughs> um, and the last, which is based su- off the Jewish calendar last, the last supper was actually Passover. Mm-hmm. Jesus was Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it was a Passover celebration and Passover is built around the lunar, not the solar calendar. Right. So because the moon cycles at a different rate than we travel around the, the sun, the holidays that any holiday in any religion that are built around the lunar calendar change mm-hmm. every year, move. Um, mm-hmm. which is why sometimes Hanukkah is earlier than Christmas and sometimes later. And it's like, who the hell can keep track anymore? Um and so that's why when Michelle said sometimes her birthday would land on it and sometimes it mm-hmm. didn't, 
Lucky, mm-hmm. lucky you, Michelle, it became a crapshoot. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think back to mine, and I think 50 was probably the harder one for me. Oh, but how so? What was hard I, about 50? I, I can't tell you that. I don't oh, know. You can't um, articulate it? No, it just, as we sit here today, it kind of just feels that way. Yeah. Um, and I, it was almost, a, it was like, uh, is that all there is? I've hit 50. Yeah. Now, well, I think that's, I think that's a normal mid mid year, like 50 people that hit 40 or 50 or even like, that's a decade challenge. But I think, you know, my thirties were better than my twenties. My forties were better than my thirties. So I'm assuming, yes, I'm turning 50 this year that my fifties will be better than my forties. And so I go into each decade kind of expecting or anticipating that they will be even better than the last one. And, and while life challenges are different, you know, you know, my dad just died. That's something a lot of people face later in life, not super early, although it does happen. Um, So there's different kinds of challenges as you age, but I have more resources, more freedom, more self-esteem, but I get to make better choices. Like each decade is phenomenal. (laughs) So I'm anticipating it'll be great. And I can tell you, I I can tell you that it's funny that we were, I didn't know that we were going to go in this direction with this topic today, Uh but uh, hearing that Bob Saget died and it was like, I missed that. Was that today? That was uh, yesterday. They they reported it and guys, two years older than me. And that's where you go to that personal depth awareness that we had talked about before. It's home. And so I'm, I'm presuming, look, our generations, our, our world is getting older and people are living longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not everybody, but people are living longer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you start, I mean, look at how many celebrities, because they all post it. I certainly am not in that, but I mean, Dwayne Hickman, the guy that played Dobie Gillis that I grew up with, uh, just passed away. Oh. And I mean, you go through all of this whole right rag. You know, they used to say, I grew up in a Hollywood entertainment LA family. And right, the, right. the, the big joke was celebrities die in three. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Well, I think it's been, you know, somebody rolled the wrong dice because it's been more than three now. It's right. like everybody in, yeah. in, a, in a rash goes. Do you remember 2017 when all of the different rock and roll and musicians died? It was just one after a, another, a one after it was yeah. a plethora and people were talking about it that year. And then, you know, Betty White just died and talk about a person that aged gracefully and, you know, <laughs> lived well, a full life. So again, you know, I, I watched it and we're going to, I'm going to bring up George Burns here in a minute. He was on uh-huh. and um, I still remember going to my great aunt's funeral yeah and uh she was 103 i believe 103 104 oh wow and we showed up at the cemetery and the the rabbi was there a rent a rabbi i mean you go to the cemetery and it was somebody that's affiliated somebody that's affiliated yeah Uh uh-huh and he shows up to do this and there's like immediate family oh and 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 the, the the rabbi is looking around and you could see, you could see it in his eyes. I've been at other funerals yeah. where there's just a large amount of people, um, right? And you know, I've I've been to huge funerals where I, you know, 
dear friend right. of mine passed away and, and honest to God, we're talking thousands of people yes. that were, imagine this folks, there were, not only was the, the seating capacity the, the, and the not standing only was, capacity, uh -huh. not only was that filled, they were yeah. out in the patio area. Yeah. When I looked out, people were lined up down the, the streets of the cemetery. Wow thousands they put up big screen tvs so that wow. people could watch this and um i mean you see things like that and then there's my great aunt oh, and there were and there were like five of us there was the person with the large crowd younger yeah. more no. unexpected no 80, 84 years old 84 mm -hmm. 84 died on the table uh having uh hernia having surgery oh hernia yeah yeah not not that's not was, usually a complicated one yeah he was actually told not to have that surgery oh. uh and decided he was a very stubborn individual <laughs> um and you know we had just chatted right before he went in but, you know, you talk about that kind of funeral mm -hmm. versus, versus 100 and, you know, some odd. And, I, and there are like five of us five, there. Yeah. And the rabbi well, is looking around and I could tell that the rabbi yeah. was like, where the hell is everybody? Yeah. yeah and yeah. then he's going through and, and in the Jewish tradition, at least, there's a way that you do the prayers and then you mention their name if they have a Hebrew name. Uh, right. they mentioned the Hebrew name and then they mentioned the age. And when he hit, this is the rabbi. Now he's going through this whole outline script. And when he hit her age, he honest to, he honest to God, no pun intended said, Oh my God, she's how old <laughs> in the middle of the service. In the that's middle hysterical. Of the ceremony, he catches himself. And then he looks around and says, no wonder nobody's here. She outlived everybody. That's what I was wondering. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's interesting. I think probably now our clergy and funeral home people are more used to a smaller yeah. group, right? Because like for us with my dad, there had been an outbreak uh, where we were um, going to bury him. And so we had to get special permission to just have my brother, myself, my mom, and my sister-in-law attend. And then there was no, there was no minister because they didn't want to have a minister oh, wow. exposed. Um, exposed. And my cousin, who's an amazing fairy wood nymph, I think like Puck from Midsummer Night's Dream came out of the woodwork against the laws, you know, stood far away with his mask on and played the wood flute. Oh, how cool is the that? Wood, a Native American wood, wooden flute for, uh, we have some Native American in our family. And he had this uh, instrument. And even like once it started to, and it was beautiful weather. And then as we were needing to leave, it started to mist. And he's like, I'll play your dad as they lower him into the ground. Perfect. That was my cousin, Tommy. I just, I'm so grateful to him. I'm gonna have to reach out to him and say hi. <laughs> but it was empty. And, and then yet when we had the actual funeral itself, we were in Southern California and we could gather. So I got to experience in a very short period of time, what it's like to feel very alone when you're grieving and very supported when you're grieving, yeah. kind of fascinating. And so I think, you know, we're already into this, the session today. We're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to talk about aging gracefully, aging gracefully. Not, um, <laughs> you know, it, and I think it's very interesting. I think that I've mentioned before on the show and certainly with Michelle privately, uh, Gail Sheehy wrote the book Passages and then there was an updated version of it. 
all of that has changed, not only because of, of the pandemic, but we're all living older. Uh, yes. I was actually doing some research the other day for a different unrelated topic entirely. Uh, I was completely unaware of the advances that have been made in cancer treatment yes. and, and the survival rates. And so, yes. you know, I've always joked at some point, um, you die of something. So, yes. okay, we cure cancer. Now what? Yes. Uh, you know, we, we cure heart disease. Now what? And so I'm voting for a quiet little ascension myself. But, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, um, you know, I grew up in a family that cherished life or cherishes, yeah. but they, you know, they, yeah. they literally, it's beautiful. Every, everything was just chew it up. And I, I often fall back on uh, Hunter Thompson and a quote, if I may share that mm -hmm. with everybody. And I just love this quote. Life is not a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside, thoroughly used up, <laughs> totally worn out mm -hmm. and loudly proclaiming, wow, what a ride. Wow. What a ride. I love that quote. And so, you know, when we talk about aging gracefully, the reason it says not after that is, oh my God, people go out <laughs> there, go, go out there and literally take control, uh, of, of the world around you. And yeah. one of the things my sister and I joke about, she's, uh, uh let's just say about, she's a little less than a year younger mm -hmm. than me. Mm -hmm. And we both like Toby Keith. We both like Clint Eastwood. And my sister, if I, I don't complain often, mm -hmm. but let's get real folks. As you get older and we're going to talk about, I, I'm presuming not only in this show, uh, wellness routines, but we have a mm -hmm. whole show planned for you in a few weeks around wellness and, and the routines that Michelle and I use. Um, I don't care whether you're doing yoga or Tai Chi or Qigong, or I've got workout, you know, I've got a, a home gym that I use. If I work, do a really hard workout, yeah, I heard afterwards, but the following morning, we're talking bare back and body mornings. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I mention that to my sister, she always says, don't let the old man in. Yeah. Don't let the old man in. Yeah. And we joke about it. And I'll, I'll tell everybody the quick story behind that. It is a Toby Keith song. Don't let the old man in. But it comes about. Uh, from I originally thought that they were having dinner together. It wasn't. They were actually golfing together. Toby Keith and Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood at the time was 88 years old. Wow. And, and they're out golfing. And he's telling Toby Keith that he was starting to film his next movie in a couple of weeks. And Toby Keith said, how do you do that? You're 88 <laughs> years old. How do you do that? And Clint Eastwood purportedly said back to him, I get up every morning and I don't let the old man in. Mm -hmm. And Toby Keith, said, I, Toby Keith said, I need to write that song. Uh, uh -huh. And then one thing led to another. And, uh -huh. you know, in preparation for the show here, it's very similar. I looked up George Burns. Now, if many of you know who George Burns already is, you grew up with him. My God, there's a reason the man played God. <laughs> <laughs> You know, here's this, uh -huh. here's this little feisty cigar smoking guy who, uh, as, as he used to joke, started his career as what he called a disappointment act. 
Even he and his wife, Gracie, they were a disappointment act. Now think about that. What that meant was they were always on call if one of the real acts canceled and the promoter would call them at the last minute and they'd go fill in so that the audience wouldn't. Wow. So they called it a disappointment act. Wow. And he didn't flourish. I mean, he did while he was with Gracie and then Gracie died and then he was alone again. And then he started aging and, you know, he was 79 years old, by the way, when he started filming again, think about that. 70 freaking nine years old. I wonder if that was grief. Um, Well, it it Mm. wasn't. And so I was looking Mm. up what he used to do. And there, there are discussions in here from, uh, and, and by the way, it wasn't grief. Jack Benny died. Uh-huh. Jack Benny was supposed to do the Sunshine Boys. Oh. And they asked George Burns to fill in as a disappointment act. As a disappointment act again. <laughs> and, you know, 79 years old, he had just had open heart surgery. Wow. And so they've, they've got all these quotes from a guy. I know who he is. Many of you don't know, but a comedian back then by the name of Jan Murray. And then Neil Simon, the, the playwright, and they would talk about what George Burns would do throughout. And this is the way it was described throughout his 80s and 90s. Burns established a routine. And I've got to tell you, that seems to be the, the baseline the for everybody aging in a more mm. prolific way and a more mm. powerful way is setting mm-hmm. routines mm. that work for you. So every every uh, day he would set a routine. And this is what it was. Every day he went to the office. By noon, he showed up at Hillcrest Country Club, where he would have lunch and play bridge every day of his life. He loved bridge. But at three o'clock, he'd stand up in the middle of a hand (laughs) (laughs) and say, thank you, gentlemen. And then he would go home and take a nap. Then he would get up at 430, drink two martinis, and then go to dinner. <laughs> wow. Um, and I got to tell you, he, the man lived to be a hundred years old. Yes. And it was because of his, again, his zest for life. And yeah. it, it, he can I mean, that's why he sang the song young at heart. That was his theme song. Uh-huh. And how many of you endure life rather than chewing it up? Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel from a, a therapeutic standpoint, a therapist perspective? Mm. Well, let's see. I mean, I guess I've been exposed to all kinds of people. I mean, grief, loss, trauma, and transitions are my specialty, right? So I've seen people transition from injuries that take them out of one career and cause them to pivot into another. That's a different kind of a loss. And, and then as we age, we have some of those injuries and illnesses and can people pivot their way out of it gracefully or not? Um, and then retirement, you know, who am I without my work is a, is a huge thing. Um, Identity loss is huge. I'm working with a few people right now who, Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, it doesn't even need to be identity loss. It's just identity confusion. Change. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also, 
certain parents when their kids go to school for the first time. So they maybe were stay at home and their kids go to school or there's the empty nest syndrome, right? When they all go off to college or leave the nest for work or whatever that looks like. So there's that kind of graceful transition, but, but yes, I would say that some of my clients that are aging very gracefully tend to have routines, good routines, good social support, good mental health skills. Um, you were saying, you know, don't let the old man in. And it made me think about how in, in Latin, the old man is, is Senex, S-E-N-E-X, disciplined, conscientious, rational, responsible, organized. And it had an opposite in, in Greek mythology of the, the poor and puella, the puella for women, uh, and the uh, P-U-E-R for men, which is basic, the basis for Peter Pan, for any of us that have know that story, Peter Pan. So I've noticed that for me, the older I get, the more like the female version of Peter Pan I am. Like I'm a responsible oh, yeah. version of Peter Pan, right? So I like to be un- unbounded. I like to operate from instinct. I I enjoy the whimsical. I enjoy the spontaneous. I, I never used to enjoy that. And um, I was reading a little bit about Betty White and what mm-hmm. caused her. And one of her articles and interviews said that it's really about laughter and joy and and, uh, you know, laughter being the best medicine, I actually really enjoy even, I don't mind laughing at myself, even um, like the fool in the, in the tarot deck, you know, like in our episode 20 or th- uh, 93 on December 20th, we talked about the, the different archetypes and the fool, you know, there's a certain amount of, I think, embracing humor and the fool and the, the whimsical that can make aging really enjoyable. Cause you're not so hand to mouth all the time. Hopefully as you're aging, you're not living paycheck to paycheck unless you're in transition somehow. You know what I mean? I, I do. And, and I got to tell you as, as someone who Peter Pan was an important part of my life growing up still is, by the way, <laughs> if, if, if any of you have not seen it, I urge you go watch the movie hook. And if you don't watch the movie, go get the book. I actually mm-hmm. made a book out of the movie. And it is a wonderful story of Peter Pan, that theme, that archetype growing up to be the reserved, practical, rational, fearful adult lawyer. Peter Pan actually fucking grows up to be a lawyer. To be a lawyer. (laughs) Right. So I'm able able to (laughs) to model all this. And I've, I've joked about this before. There's a scene in this movie. There are many wonderful, wonderful scenes. Uh, but there's a scene where the scowling Peter Pan is, is back at Neverland, still not knowing who he is. Yeah. So imagine this lawyer yeah. back at Neverland and all the lost boys are standing around. Peter has grown up and he has not done it gracefully. Um, he's mad at the world. He's afraid of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now his kids have been freaking kidnapped by, mm-hmm. by hook and he's got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And he's back on Neverland and all the lost boys who have not grown up, Peter's grown up without them. And one of the, the, the lost boys looks at him, puts a finger to one side of his mouth, the scowling mouth and uh-huh. raises it up. 
<laughs> and then he puts a finger on the other side and pushes it up so that <laughs> there's this little artificial smile on on, on Peter. Peter's face. And then the lost boy suddenly says, oh, Peter, there you are. Yeah. And I wonder he'd how forgotten many, how to smile. He'd forgotten. Not yeah, He'd forgotten mm-hmm. how to smile. And I wonder mm-hmm. with all the crap we have going on. And I know that mental health crisis is at an all time high right now. Yeah, because of everything that's going on. And it. And by the way, it hasn't, it's not even necessarily physical distancing that's doing it. And it's not the media that's doing it. And it's not the great resignation that's doing it. And by the way, folks, you complained about people, I was one of them, you don't like your job, go get another one. Well, mm-hmm. guess what, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They are. You can't complain about it now. Good mm-hmm. for them. And, Tired of working the grunt work. And so you see all these things and it's like one more crisis, one more trauma, one more drama, one mm-hmm. more problem, one more wall, one more obstacle. And it mm-hmm. can wear you down unless you keep your curiosity and you keep your wonder and you keep that Peter Pan like mm-hmm. um, whimsy, whimsy about you. Mm hmm. How do you, I mean, Michelle, do you have, and I'm putting you on the spot right now, but do you have any tips if a client were to come to you and they were just downtrodden mm-hmm. or, or what I like to call the, the world is too much with them? Right, right. I mean, one of the, one of the things that I learned from a colleague of mine or that I stole from a colleague of mine is to remind ourselves when we're worried about the aging process or the future that Aging doesn't happen overnight. It's one small day, one small wrinkle at a time, and and that there's emotional aging versus physical aging. You know, you mm. you can't uh, you can do some things about your physical aging. You know, that's a health wise focus. Also, your mental aging. You know, I so I usually try to get my clients that come in. Uh, dealing with transition or aging or whatever it is to really look at how they can get comfortable being with themselves and how they can, like we started talking about how do they nurture that inner, how do they strengthen that inner nurturer voice? Like, are you giving yourself encouragement every day? I don't care what you're producing. And I don't care if you're big and you're famous. Some, some of my clients are, some aren't, that's not what matters to me. What matters is, do you have a good companion in yourself? Like, are you your number one biggest fan? And if you're not, like one of my diagnostic tools is, do you like yourself? How quickly can someone say yes or no? And the whys are fine. Or do you love yourself? How quickly does someone say yes or no? Because I like myself and I love myself and I'm totally imperfect. I have all these things I'm still working on. I mess up. I laugh at myself, you know, but in general, I have a really good companion in myself that so I really try to teach people um, things like, you know, we're going to have a, a guest coming on uh, talking about a variety of things, but I hope she will also talk about her affirmation work. Cause I strongly believe that affirmation work is such a key to having good self-esteem, good inner talk, good inner dialogue. So how do we, oh, while we were talking, my I-N and my I-A-M, I-M app went off. So we're not affiliated with them, but I found this app, I-M, and for not very much a year, 
um, it sends you affirmations on your phone or your Apple watch or whatever. And, uh, mine was just, I don't, I'll find it at some point, but it actually helps you integrate positive self-talk on a regular basis. And you can do that with yourself, set a calendar reminder on your phone or, you know, on your outlook or whatever. So it alarms you. And it says something like, um, oh, Scott, your favorite, favorite is uh, every day in every way I'm getting better and better. I think I learned that from you. Who, mm-hmm. who wrote that? Did I get it right? You, uh, you did. Okay. You did. And who wrote that? It's oh, one of goodness. the oldest affirmations out there. Yeah. And my mind just went blank. My mind went blank as you said that. And then you also said, I remember who I am. I stole that one from you too. I remember who I am, which reminds me of what you said about Hook and Peter Pan. Like, oh, Peter, there you are. Yeah. And that's, by the way, that's that's one of the things that 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 movie's about. Mm -hmm. Remembering who you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting i didn't know thank you uh, one of our listeners just wrote emil uh, ku uh, and you. thank you that is who it is um, emil ku every day and every way i'm getting better and better and mm-hmm. so you know one of the things that i had to for us to discuss today unbeknownst we were going to but as it usually does with you and i moved into <laughs> peter pan there's there's mm-hmm. a discussion about aging and growing up and having all that uh pj hogan uh did a, an adaptation of Peter Pan and oh. I'd never even heard of it until I looked this up for the show today. Yeah. And there was a discussion between Wendy and Peter about love. Oh. And Wendy said to Peter, why do you spoil everything? Oh, we have fun, don't we? And oh. that's kind of the, where I'm going with the aging point of all this get in touch you with know, your kid, right? When, when you, when you're born, <laughs> you have two fears, loud noises and falling. That's it. Other than mm-hmm. that, you're this confident baby coming into the world, yes. giving, giving and taking. Yes. And then, and, then, and you've got an untroubled way of life other than they've just spanked now, you. Before <laughs> you move past the baby, that, yeah. that's another tool I tell my clients. If you are not standing up for yourself or you don't believe in yourself, you've learned that along the way because you Absolutely. came out of the womb screaming, I am lovable, love me. I'm hungry, feed me. Yep. I'm dirty, change me. I need to be held. There was no like, oh, you know, give me, give me food. When you have time. Oh, you were very demanding coming out. Oh, oh, um, you know, hold me just, just once in a while, just like, you know, maybe in between your 80 hours of work a week, just hold. No, we didn't do that. So we learned to, to not care for ourselves or not ask others to participate in that over time. So I love that you mentioned the baby thing. Yeah. And so, you know, (laughs) so here's the reality, right? You, you come out, what happens they spank you. Yep. Or they they vigorously they use pain compliance to get you to breathe right. and scream. And then uh-huh. the first thing you do is take a breath. And the second thing you do is give a breath away. Uh-huh. And then it's just a, a series of demands at that point. Yes. Yes. And and when you realize how you come into the world as untroubled, right? Yes. yes. And Demanding. You, you come you come into the world confident and untroubled. Where did you learn to stop that? Yes. And so that comes back to this quote I was saying. It's like, why do you spoil everything? 
How, what have, what have you yeah. done, done through all these years? Now, look, life has kicked you in the gut. We know that. Yeah. You've yeah. lost people. We yeah. know that. You've lost pets. We know that. Yes. Things have not turned out the way that you wanted it to. We know that. Yeah. By the way, Michelle and I know all of you because mm -hmm. we've lived through all this. And what, what a great <laughs> thing to keep saying yourself, put it on a sticky note, put it on your computer, do whatever. Just keep asking yourself, why are you spoiling everything? Yeah. And it, it will turn this around. You know, I, I routinely tell people, what if it was easy? What if it was fun? You know, what if it was simple? Yes. yes. What if? Uh, and I love, we've, I'm not going to delve into the, the drama triangle again, but how many times do you see yourself as a victim? How many times do you see yourself as a hero? How many times do you see yourself as the predator? Let's face it, you punish people. You've, it's what you've mm -hmm. gotten good at over the years. You've gotten mm -hmm. good at punishing people. Mm -hmm. What if you stopped mm -hmm. doing all of that and, and became more Peter Pan-like? Mm -hmm. And I, I love uh, you all, you and I were discussing this topic and we talked about the difference between living as if today was your last day yep. versus living as if, if today was your last day, you, you finished the sentence for me, Scott. Well, so again, the, what it, for me, it's the, today is a good day to die, uh -huh. which most people think is Klingon from Star Trek. It is not, it is Lakota Sioux and it is built around in, in the way I use it is what if you lived through the day so mm -hmm. that by the end of the day, if this was your last day on earth, mm -hmm. you looked back and said, I spent that well, it's a good day mm -hmm. if I died. Yeah, because I think the difference between living as if today's your last day and actual Peter Pan is we're not condoning that you don't have a plan or a budget or a financial right. advisor or, you know, a, you know, there or a plan for your future. Like, don't go out and spend all your savings today. <laughs> like this is, you know, have a job don't or a career or, you know, figure out what you want to be doing with your time. For those of you that aren't retired, we're not asking you to like go and be a nomad. Although there are people who live out of vans and make a living at I, it on YouTube. You bet. So who am I to say you, that might be you. I'm just saying, if it's not paying your bills, you may want to think about something, something else. Well, you know, Make for sure me, you got for, a roof over your head for me, particularly <laughs> working with people who are in. And when I say in transition, it is not an LGBTQ plus thing. Right. I talk about transition of people in job markets, job markets. Where, where they're mm -hmm. literally retiring, forced to retire, getting mm -hmm. fired, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to some simple tips as we come to the end of this episode. Oh, good. And, and that is very simply, first of all, what if you could put more fun in your life? Number That's number mm -hmm. one. Number two, what if you were more self-aware? Okay, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about being demanding in a vacuum. I'm saying, look, there are other people out there. Yeah. You're not a baby anymore. You've right. grown up. You right. don't get to make demands on others. How can you be more self-sufficient? And if you can't be more self-sufficient, right. then the idea is to say, I need help. Don't right. demand from others no. because they're going to give you pushback. Um, the other thing, and this is a biggie, what if you could set aside your fear of being judged by others? Yes. You have that learned- will 
that will decrease your internal mental health absolutely age better than anything else <laughs> um, you know one of the things that i that that i see particularly with people my age and older is mm-hmm. have i lost my relevance which means my importance to other people mm-hmm. how am i going to be viewed which means how am i going to be viewed by other people other people how how, how am i going to be purposeful in the world which means Mm -hmm. how am I going to be taken by other people? Mm -hmm. You know, we do all of this outside validation stuff Mm -hmm. and being in the entertainment industry, I'll be the first to tell you that's what entertainers do. Yes. And it becomes very difficult to set that aside for someone like me. You know, if I write or I, I do all these creative things, if it's not received well, Mm -hmm. that's a metric for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I do some of my best stuff when I just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's yes. like I'm just going to oh, create my stuff, and I'll find a market for it. Now, that doesn't mean I'm just throwing stuff out there and seeing if it sticks on the wall. Mm-hmm. That means I'm going to create first, and then I'll find the market. I don't pick the market and then create for them. Mm-hmm. And so, as you I move love that. as you move through uh, the aging process. I'm simply asking folks, get more comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. with, all your, with all your fallibility. Uh, yes. You know, but what we don't want, I don't think you're hearing either Michelle or I say, I am who I am. Like I, it or not. It, it, what is it? Popeye? I am what I am. Right? Yes, Popeye. <laughs> I, I am, but it's a yam. I, I, I am what I am. Um I'm not suggesting that it's that in a vacuum because that just makes you toxic. Yeah. It's, I am what I am and I'm fallible. Yeah. And I'm comfortable with that. Right. I'm willing to make a mistake and to apologize for it too. Like that's a a huge part of aging (laughs) gracefully, I think is, you know, being okay with the fact that you're not perfect and you, you're going to be a, like a good, healthy person is going to make mistakes and you're going to have need to do the repair work when you make a mistake with somebody that you love particularly, or somebody you work with or a client. Well, we we've also, and Michelle, you and I've seen this firsthand, right. And, mm-hmm. and you recently with your dad, there comes a time when we go back to needing the help that a baby needed, Yes, but it's not it's not what the ego I demand and you're subservient to me. No. It's, it's the, how about we recognize the aging process? How about yeah. we recognize that things just stop working well? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I have a, a poker game that, that I've had a group of guys I play with. We've been playing together mm-hmm. for 20 years. We do not, I, folks, I hate to ruin the myth. We don't sit around talking about women. Yay! You know what we sit around talking about? Uh, sports. So, so, what doctor did you? What doctor did you go <laughs> Medical to? Medical stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's all. It's all. What doctor did you go to? What exercises are you doing? How are you getting around this? What oh. are you doing to compensate for that? It's like we're 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 talking life. It's life uh-huh. skills. Uh-huh. How That's the hell cool. do we? How the hell do we keep our dignity and still deal with all these uh-huh. things that guys go through uh-huh. as they get older? Yeah. Um, and you know, it's stuff like that. It's not an ego demanding. It's an, it's an ego in a good way, understanding 
with the aging process, things do happen. Life happens. It doesn't, I don't care as long as there's a sentient being out there, dogs, cattle, my trees in the backyard go through seasons. Uh Um, You know, the, the weather goes through different climates, this Uh all changes. And so the idea is for you to recognize that and it's okay to say, I need help. Right. But in a nice way, be, be again, you know, part, you're part of a community, unless you're going to do the hermit thing, Michelle, that you've mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked in a previous episode about asking for your needs to be met without demanding that someone meets them, that you ask if someone's available and if they're not, you release them and you either find someone else or you learn how to do it yourself. It's not with an expectation that just because I ask you to do this for me, that you must do it. That's not a healthy approach to aging gracefully. And it, you know, I, I think it, well, I guess my final just reminder tip is how much laughter are you putting in your life, including laughter at yourself, if you need to, um, <laughs> and making sure you add that quotient to your life. My, my mentor f- for my career, Jay William Warden, who wrote the book, Personal Death Awareness, he's 89, going to turn 90 in October. And we laugh every time we meet. There's even though we're talking about grief and loss and clinical psychology and all kinds of things, we laugh every time we meet. So Uh, how often is laughter going on? Again, a a huge thing for me. Go! I love watching the Marx Brothers, (laughs) right? I I love watching Victor Borga. Victor Borga to me is just like a comedic genius, even if it's as simple as that, but it's also going out and finding the joy in the world, which is one of my words, right? Gratitude is my word because it leads to joy. To joy. Um, We've come to the end of our show today uh, Mm -hmm. to to help you to further this discussion, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next week, uh, Christine Phillip will be with us. And if you want to get a little clue as to what Christine does. You can take a look at happinesscoding.com yes. and see her background. She's going to come on. She's going to, we're going to have a discussion with her. Mm-hmm. And so if you have any questions beforehand, you can send them to Michelle or me. Uh, we're going to have a discussion about resilience. And Christine has put out uh, a wonderful uh, free PDF. She'll tell you how to get that uh, with affirmations in it. Yes, it's and beautiful. It's, it's going to help you further the discussion that we've had here. Uh, So Michelle, anything you want to end on? Mm, Nope. Just looking forward to the future. It's off to a great start so far this year. It is. So Mm -hmm. uh, next week, uh, Christine will be with us the week Mm -hmm. after that, just as a little. uh, Oh, yeah. Just as a little tip after (laughs) that. Again, it's kind of this is this should really be a three part series, but it's. (laughs) Today is Aging Gracefully. Next week with Christine, we're going to talk about resilience and affirmations. And then on the 24th, we're going to talk about learning to laugh at yourself. That's right. That's right. All right. All right. Thank you all for being uh, listeners to us. Again, please remember, subscribe, share, like this on your favorite podcast uh, episode. And if you haven't done so already, uh, join us on our private Facebook group, which is keeping your shit together. Although Mm -hmm. it's SH and then a little asterisk T uh, so that you did it. All right, folks. uh, Until next week, be well. Bye-bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. 
If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.